0: At AJ Products, we're dedicated to delivering intelligent solutions tailored for your business needs. Specialising in warehouse and project planning, we bring efficiency and sustainability to the forefront. To elevate your business, visit ajproducts.ie.
1: In the context of Irish organised crime, this is highly unusual. And in the context of Kerry organised crime, this is, you know, groundbreaking.
2: What links a Mexican cartel featured in the Netflix series Narcos with County Kerry? Potentially a drugs bust worth almost 33 million euro.
1: The seizure was made in a container. Uh, The Guardi have confirmed that they believe the drugs are synthetic drugs, but they haven't classified them exactly.
2: The synthetic drug, thought to be crystal meth, is believed to belong to the Sinaloa cartel.
1: Culiacán, Sinaloa the headquarters, U.S. and Mexican government officials say, of Mexico's most powerful drug trafficking organisation.
2: Gardaí are now investigating whether a number of Irish men based in Cork and Kerry may have been acting as agents for the cartel. Last weekend, they arrested two men in connection with the drug seizure. Here's Irish Times Crime and Security editor, Conor Lally.
1: One of them has been before the courts here in Ireland quite a few times. He's been on the radar for the guards. In terms of his link to the drugs trade and other serious crimes, and then the other man has been on the guard radar for a while, but certainly isn't regarded as being from a criminal background. Quite the opposite, in fact. If he is charged with any crimes here and he is named, I think people will be surprised at who he is and what his background is.
2: This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Sarah Pollock. Today. Who was behind the Mexican cartel linked to Ireland's latest drugs bust? Conor Lally is the security and crime editor. Conor, what can you tell us about the seizure in the Port of Cork last Friday? Do we know where these drugs were produced and where was this haul headed?
1: Well, I suppose the first thing to say is it's a really extraordinary story, even in the context of Irish organised crime. I mean, we've all been used to stories about the Kinnaghan cartel and kind of international, um, you know, drug dealing and the Irish context for years now. But even by our standards, this is this is very unusual. Um this essentially um boils down to the Guardian investigating direct links between the Sinaloa cartel and men from County Irish men living in County Kerry who are from County Kerry effectively um allegedly working as agents for this particular cartel. So in the context of Irish organised crime, this is highly unusual. Um and in the context of Kerry Organised Crime, this is, you know, ground. Breaking totally. I mean, even last week, um, as part of the searches, there were two firearms seized. Even the seizure of firearms during an organised crime operation in, you know, rural County Kerry is highly unusual. So, what we know is is that searches began um, in Cork Port last Thursday. The Gardaí in Kerry effectively came into intelligence um, which suggested that a very large consignment of drugs uh, was in Cork Port, Um, they identified a container down there in the port. They began searching on uh, Thursday and then they found the drugs on Friday morning. And as you say, it's half a tonne of the stuff. So it's a very large quantity of drugs. Mm. Um, The suspicion is, is that the drugs were brought into Cork Port on container freight, that they were perhaps going to stay in Ireland for a period of time. And then the ultimate uh, place that they were going to was Australia. Now, Australia is important here because... The price of drugs in Australia is generally higher than it is in Europe. Uh, you know, it's harder to get drugs there and and so on. Um, so if you're an international cartel and you can get your stuff into Australia, um, you've done really well. Um, so we believe that the drugs were going to Australia. The suspicion is that Ireland was being used as a kind of a, a staging point or a stop off point in a bid to perhaps disguise the shipment of drugs as an actual shipment from Ireland to Australia, which maybe wouldn't raise too many red flags, rather than a shipment that came from South America to Australia via Ireland. So that's the theory. Um, however, it's still unclear where these drugs were actually produced. Uh, we, The Guardians certainly believe they're owned by this Sinaloa cartel. Whether they came from Mexico to Ireland that's still a little bit unclear um, there's no evidence they've been produced in labs in Ireland um, certainly no evidence that the Gardaí have found so far but extensive searches are continuing they're going on in places like Kerry, Cork they spread to Waterford at the weekend um, some of the people on the Garda's radar now own significant premises, uh, shall we say, you know, commercial premises. Um, and searches have been carried out there.
2: Connor, can you tell us any more about these Irish suspects who Gardaí are investigating?
1: Yeah, so these are two men, as I say, they're from County Kerry. They're quite from very different backgrounds. They were arrested on Friday uh, during the follow-up operations once the drugs were found. Uh, as I say, residential and um, commercial premises were searched in, in both Cork and Kerry. And these two men were... Uh, detained during the course of that operation. One of them has been before the courts here in Ireland quite a few times. He's been on the radar for the guards in terms of his link to the drugs trade and other serious crimes. Um, And then the other man has been on the Garda radar for a while, um, but wouldn't be regard. You, you know, certainly isn't regarded as being from a criminal background. Quite the opposite, in fact. Mm-hmm. If he is charged with any crimes here and he is named, I think people will be surprised at who he is and what his background is. Um, he is not the type of person who would wash up during Garda investigations into organised crime, and the fact that now he is under suspicion. Um, as part of an operation into links with the Sinaloa cartel um, you know, is highly unusual. So this man has a commercial background if you like. Um, he'd be a man of means. He'd be quite high profile in the Kerry area and he has been questioned now. Uh, he was uh, detained on Friday so he, as we speak now, he was still being questioned by the guards. It is obviously important to say at this stage while these two Irishmen are being questioned by the guards there's been no findings reached against them. I mean, they're innocent until proven otherwise. Whether they have actually done anything wrong, um, that's obviously open to question.
2: How long has there been a link between Irish groups and Mexican drug cartels? And do we have any idea how much might have been smuggled by these cartels through Ireland en route to other places before now?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, in terms of in terms of how long this connection has been there, I mean, the answer is we don't know. Um, What we do know is that Gardy have been investigating these particular people who've been detained uh, for well over a year. And they have the intelligence that led to the seizure of the drugs in Cork last Friday was being chased up by the Kerry uh, Drugs Unit since last year. So the suspicion was that a number of people in County Kerry are effectively working as agents for this Sinaloa cartel. And the theory is, is that they were essentially aiding the cartels, I suppose, transportation of very large consignments of drugs through Irish waters and Irish ports on their way to other places. Mm. Um, drug production has been really ramped up in, you know, South America, uh, Central America in the, in you know, in recent years. A lot of that is because there's a very uh, big drugs market in Europe, Mm. Um, you know, Europe has been a very prosperous region in, you know, for years now I suppose, Um, and when you're shipping very large quantities of drugs in, you need lots of routes. You need to be able to move the drugs through an awful lot of ports, you can't keep going back to the same place, Um, and they're trying for new places all the time. These cartels will try and cultivate contacts and operations in the least place you'd expect these operations to be, Mm. i.e. Kerry. Mm. Um, This is not the first drug shipment that the Gardaí believe passed through Irish ports. Um, They certainly believe that in the last three or four years, a number of very large consignments of cocaine have have, uh, passed through ports in Ireland linked to the cartel. Mm. Now, whether or not that was aided by anybody in County Kerry, we just don't know. But this is a drugs route that has been used by this particular cartel.
2: Only the other week, a Taoiseach Leo Varadkar said Ireland is not a, quote, soft touch for drug smugglers. Do you agree with that?
1: Well, I don't necessarily think Ireland is a soft touch for drug smugglers, to be honest. But I think we're vulnerable. I mean, I think we're as vulnerable as everywhere else. Um, and what I mean by that is our ports and our waters are going to be the same as any other EU country. They're going to be, you know, used and abused. Uh, by these cartels that are involved and we have to be vigilant. Um, now, a lot of the stories that we've been telling, I suppose, in the Irish Times in the last few years have been a, have been about things like garden numbers being down, the Defence Force's uh, capacity being, you know, very poor at the moment because of, you know, personnel shortages and so on. Um, n- you know, naval patrols, being really a fraction of what they were previously. So I suppose the state infrastructure that we have to respond to international drugs trafficking, but on the flip side, um, we've got a Garda organisation that's been really put through its paces over the last 10 years by the Kinahan cartel, particularly the kinahan hutch feud. Mm. I would say they're better at solving organised crime and that means solving gangland killings and also intercepting drugs than they've ever been. I think the expertise of the people who are at the forefront of combating drug trafficking in, in within the guards, um, I think their skills and their know-how and their intel is sharper than ever. Uh,
2: Connor, I want to ask you about the man with what is, quite frankly, a pretty unforgettable name, Maurice O'Shea Salazar. What do we know about him? Who is he?
1: Well, O'Shea Salazar is... He he is an interesting character. He's of um, his father was Irish. His father has passed away, and his mom's family is from Mexico. And the suspicion is that he is effectively at the center of the Kerry Sinaloa cartel connection. So O'Shea Salazar grew up in County Kerry. He went to school in Um and he you know he lived there and was and grew up as an Irish boy mm. in. County Kerry. Um, he's in his 30s now um, but some of his relatives back in Mexico have been involved in organised crime and they have been involved with this Sinaloa cartel. Mm. So the suspicion is is that O'Shea Salazar, he hasn't lived in Ireland for quite some time. Um, Gardy believe and there is evidence that has emerged in a court case in Chile a couple of years ago um, where he was named as Essentially, a player in the uh, Sinaloa cartel, and the suggestion is is that he's a significant figure in the cartel in the sense of transporting drugs around Europe. Mm. So the guards believe he was living in Spain for quite some time, uh, where he was working for the car- uh, cartel there. And as I say, he was a he was a he was a feature of the you know U- uh, European operation there. Um, he has also spent time back in Mexico. Um, a number of Garda sources have told me they believe he's he has essentially climbed the ranks in the cartel. Mm. And on a European level, he's quite a senior player in that particular group. Um, so, obviously because he grew up in Kerry, and he, I mean, he's essentially from Kerry. I mean, even though he has a Mexican name and half his family are from Mexico, um, he is probably more Kerry than he is, you know, anything else. Um, Garda believed that He has effectively used his contacts from Kerry to grow an Irish operation and to recruit men in Kerry who will aid the Sinaloa cartel's operations, who will do jobs for them in terms of transporting drugs around Europe, you know, through Irish ports, through Irish waters, that kind of thing. Um, Exactly what those roles are, are yet to emerge really. but that's who he is and he seems to be at the centre of this particular inquiry in the sense that Gardy believe he is the connection and he is the reason why the link between the Sinaloa cartel and suspects in County Kerry came about.
0: Coming up,
2: I speak to Mexico City-based journalist Carol Suarez who has investigated the Sinaloa
0: cartel. AJ Products, we're dedicated to delivering intelligent solutions tailored exclusively for your business needs spanning offices, warehouses, industries, workshops, schools and public spaces. Specialising in warehouse and project planning, we bring efficiency and sustainability to the forefront. Our offerings include versatile storage solutions and comprehensive office project design and implementation. With over 45 years of experience, we stand as your trusted partner in smart B2B solutions. To explore all we have to offer, visit AJ Products, and elevate your business with AJ Products.
2: Carol Suarez is a journalist based in Mexico City. Carol, you're originally Venezuelan, but you're now based in Mexico and you've reported extensively on Mexican drug cartels. But Mexican cartels are not something that make the news too often in this small country, Ireland. So can you start by giving a quick overview for an Irish audience? Where is it based? Who leads it? And what is its structure?
3: I would say that um, this is uh, one of the most powerful trafficking organizations in the world. It originated in Culiacán, Sinaloa. is uh, a beautiful town um, in the state of Sinaloa in Mexico. Um, it, re- it, it was created um, many years ago. It had started on the business in the 1980s, mm. and then it became really powerful in the early 2000s because they were able to make some strong alliance with uh, government officials, so they operated freely for decades. Um, this organization is uh, um, involved in the production, smuggling, and distribution of several types of drugs, cocaine, they have meth, methamphetamine, they do have heroin, they have marijuana, and now they are also trafficking fentanyl, which is a very uh, lethal drug. Uh, Besides the drug trafficking industry, they're also involved in other businesses, such as extortion, human trafficking, and also money laundering. Carol, can you tell me a bit about how dangerous this cartel is and how fierce they are? There's different cartels here in Mexico. They are, most of them are based uh, in different parts of the country. And because all of this is a battle uh, for territory, a a a battle to gain territory, to gain control of the most important, um, the most profitable routes of drug trafficking to the United States. So cartels are used to show all of these um, shows of brutality. We see a lot of decapitated bodies hanging from bridges in main squares because this is the messages that they are used to send between cartels to to know, uh, to try to prove who's more more powerful, who has um, the most control and to try to send a clear message. One of the techniques that cartels use for this is just to leave um, narco messages or narco banners along the corps. So they are brutal because they need to show all of this violence and intimidation not only to their criminal, to their rival group, but also to the government they are also fierce because they do have all of these sophisticated smuggling techniques to get their product to their final destination and obviously they are also uh, involved with a lot of corruption and influence here in Mexico with government officials
2: they also have brutal torture techniques as well don't they
3: yeah, yeah, they do, they do have many. Uh, and unfortunately here in Mexico, uh, we're used to see how cartels, they actually enjoy, let's say, uh, shooting and filming their victims. There's been important cases here in Mexico of kidnappings of young people and they that they were also forced to kill each other and to be recorded, and then you could find all of those videos online. It's a really sad situation, but it's the way how they can prove how dangerous they are Many of us in this part of the world
2: have developed a picture in in our minds of the Sinaloa cartel based on the Netflix series Narcos. How accurate is the Netflix portrayal of the Mexican crime gang?
3: Um, all of these series, they just try to create characters that people are gonna get involved with, that people are gonna support with, and that's a lot of uh, propaganda too for these drug cartels. Mm. However, we can see how the the drug on war here in Mexico has taken lives of more than three hundred thousand people. So it's not a thing that people should be, you know, proud or or amazed by by those stories that most mm-hmm. of the time are fiction. But unfortunately, there is a um, a, crude re- a, a, a cruel reality happening here in Mexico involving murders, involving missings, involving a health crisis, for example, in the U.S. Um, with all the fentanyl trafficking that drug cartels are taking.
2: Carol, the cartel smuggles tons of fentanyl into the U.S. every day, which is one of the biggest killers of drug users in America. Now it's reported the gang tests the strength of their fentanyl on human victims allowing them to overdose and die in some cases. Have you encountered this?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some saying about this. Um, authorities are also looking at it because there is a city that has been um, really affected by fentanyl. We have to say that Mexico, uh, Mexicans are not uh, daily consumer of drugs. That's why cartels prefer they rather to import the drug, to export the drugs to the U.S. instead of selling them in Mexico because there is not um, a big consumer market here. For people that doesn't know about this, um, fentanyl is a uh, synthetic opioid and it's 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. It has taken, the opioid crisis has taken lives of more than 100,000 people, but there is a situation uh, ongoing in a city, in a border city of Tijuana, probably of um, that's border with San Diego, and there is something happening uh, in the streets where homeless are actually getting um, overdose, they're getting um, higher doses of fentanyl, most of them are dying, but that's like the only city where we're seeing um, something similar something what the media is reporting about um, that, the drug, that the drug cartels are used to test their drugs with people. Probably this could happen in Tijuana. Obviously, it is not 100% confirmed, but I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised because at some point they need to test their products and they're not going to do it with their own people.
2: Mm-hmm. How large is Sinaloa's sphere of influence around the world?
3: So uh, the Sinaloa cartel is actually, as I said, because it is an old cartel, an all cartel. There are so many um, factions, small groups working at the same time. Uh, This is like the the structure of this organization is more horizontal. They have a diverse drug portfolio. They sell, as I said, different types of drug, and they are also involved in several businesses. Uh, And they have built throughout the years an important global network, not only... In Mexico, but beyond Mexico, we've seen reports of how um, there's more than forty-four thousand Sinaloa cartel members throughout the world. The only place, according mm-hmm. to U.S. authorities, that there's not um, a cartel presence yet is in the, in the Antar- Antarctica. <laughs> Obviously, all of those, all of the profits that they're getting from their different businesses is what has made them to be one of the most powerful. Why would
2: Ireland be? an attractive option for the Sinaloa cartel.
3: Uh, I would say that the Ireland um, angle is important because it talks about the diversification of operations. How, because all of the previous seizures, all of the previous bus in different ports in Europe, uh, cartels are trying to find other ways and obviously they can do so along the coast of Ireland.
2: We know here from Gardaí, from our police force, that 32.8 million worth of uh, synthetic drug was found in the Port of Cork in the south of Ireland last week. It's understood that this hall was en route to Australia. But Carol, you have a theory about what this hall was actually doing in Ireland and where it was produced. Do you think it might have actually started its journey here rather than
3: somewhere else abroad? Um, cartels have an interesting strategy about working in random places Um, the Mexico's government is constantly busting different labs in the middle of the jungle in some random houses in certain neighborhoods so they don't have a rule when it comes to where to put or where to produce the drugs so I wouldn't be surprised that this small city probably people are not even aware what the Sinaloa cartel is but um, it's important for authorities to, to be aware. Because if you have one member there in Ireland, you're going to have hundreds of them uh, all over the place trying to find a way to enter, trying to collude um, uh, judges, trying to collude people at important roles. But we need to check and we need to be aware of what these boss meant for the for the cartel was it like a a very important boss uh did they lose a lot of money how they're gonna manage that lose but uh it, it i mean it is not like it's gonna represent big losses for the cartel lines it doesn't for sure but it's important for them to see probably that was like a shipment just to test the authorities of that port you never know so it's just really difficult to understand how cartels operate when it comes to those um, shipments, because they are really working and putting all of their efforts on those shipments to make it to the final destination. So probably we don't know if that was like a shipment to the struggle authorities or it was a real one, it was a real boss, And they're actually concerned that authorities are getting more aware of their presence in the island ports.
2: Finally, Carol, between the efforts from the United States government and efforts by Mexican authorities, how hopeful are people that the cartel, the Sinaloa cartel can be taken out or does it have a long future ahead?
3: Unfortunately, it has a long future ahead we do know that both governments are working um, a lot to try to fight these gangs in mexico those cartels because this is like a pretty unique phenomenon in this continent that is actually affecting not only mexico but as i said the united states europe and now it is also affecting the criminal dynamics of small south american countries i think that the future of drug cartels um, it is not a certain. I think they're going to continue operating. They're going to continue working. They're very powerful. They have a lot of money. And actually, they are pretty smart in what they do, which is trafficking do- drugs. And they're going to continue to do so. Probably we're going to see some different efforts made by Mexico's and the U.S. government. But um, the cartels are every day getting more um, and more powerful, even more in a country like Mexico, where unfortunately there is a lot of, inequality quality, There is not enough um, job opportunities for people, for young people to try to make um, a good life in Mexico. There are so many um, small, um, small regions in Mexico in which the kids don't have any other choice than to join the cartels because they just cannot go to school, they just cannot have a proper job, they just cannot leave their hometown. And this is when it gets really dark. If we continue to have small kids, we continue to have children in the cartels lines, This means that we're gonna have um, more generations of cartel members, and this is gonna mean that cartels are gonna continue uh, operating and becoming more and more powerful, unfortunately. Um, I have to say that it's not like people sometimes read that don't come to Mexico because it's really dangerous, you're going to get killed, this or that. Um, That is not true. I mean, Mexico, it's a big country, it's a beautiful country um, with a a beautiful culture, with beautiful people. However, um, it is a fact that there's some regions in this country that are 100% controlled by criminal organizations. The Culiacán Sinaloa um, example, it's um, an interesting one because obviously we have um, we know, everybody knows that that's the base of the Sinaloa cartel. Um, However, you go to Culiacán and you can have a good time. Um, There were some times obviously in the past where there were so many massacres ongoing in this city but people can actually live here people can make a living here, people can enjoy this country and I think that's something that um, government officials are also trying to to reshape and try to change. that that perspective that some foreigners have. Carol Suárez,
2: thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. That's all for today. For more from Conor Lally on the activities of Mexican cartels here in Ireland and for other crime stories, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Sarah Pollock. Today's episode was produced by Aideen Finnegan. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.